Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Edge Backstage Past, the weekly podcast from the London Comedy Store's Tuesday night show, The Edge. Still in lockdown, so still at the mercy of video conferencing software, which does seem to take a dim view of the comedic instinct to all join in at once. Nonetheless, this week's chat is a lively reminder of just how well-informed and talented these performers are, even trapped in their own homes. I'll let them introduce themselves as always. Warning, this episode contains a couple of fairly strong opinions. Uh, hello, this is Steve Griffin coming uh, from the wilds of Lewisham in South East London. Hello, this is Jenny Collier coming to you from Snowdonia. Ooh. This is Roger Monkhouse from my second home in Bath. <laughs> uh, this is Paul Thorne coming to you from um, uh, someone's house. I, I broke in. I've got a bit of hay fever today, <clears throat> so excuse me. Uh, that uh, came up on my screen uh, this morning. Uh, hay fever and COVID-19, how to tell the difference. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. look at this. I've got a banana and everything. Look, banana. Oh. How many banana loaves have you made? That's not a euphemism uh, for shit. No, I haven't <laughs> done any. We can't How find could any... that be a euphemism for shit? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, the most middle-class euphemism for shit ever. Uh, I've, not made, I've not made any banana uh, loaves. Can't get any eggs around here. Really? A shortage of eggs in the Lewisham area. Oh, no. Yeah. Hey, Jenny. It doesn't yeah. seem that long ago that we were in the car trying to outrun the hurricane. <laughs> Christ, that feels like 10 years ago. It it's does, only about five it? weeks ago. Yeah, I know. It's just now four weeks of lockdown. Is that right? Is this the fourth, fifth week? Is it? I, I, I've week five. It's week five. five week yeah. five. Yep. So the last time I did a gig was five weeks ago, was it? I presume? Yep. That's we right. Yep. Else, I'm imagining, but uh, I can't remember. 14th, 14th of March? Yes, Friday the 13th, that's right. Friday the 13th and then Saturday the 14th, yes. And that was the last four gigs I did, last gigs I did. My diary emptied like a bath on the Monday and the Tuesday of that week. (laughs) Mm. um, You just sort of all go down the book hole. I like the beard, Paul, very nice, very nice. Well, what else are you going to do, mate? I've, I've put a hat on as well because, like everybody else, my roots are growing out. And uh, I haven't done it. I grew hair. hair like you wouldn't believe. I grew hair like you wouldn't believe until last weekend when I cut it all off because it was pissing me off too much. <laughs> but I had no idea how much hair I was capable of growing. <laughs> I think we should go, We should all grow uh, mullets. <laughs> Old heads and mullets. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to work yeah. on this. The corona mullet. <laughs> you can see lots of them on uh, the uh, match of the day on Saturdays. We've been watching the uh, matches from the 1970s. Yeah. Some of them are bloody brilliant. Amazing mullets. 1985. Yeah. Well, you can talk about American, American Trump supporters protesting. There's a lot of mullets there. Yeah. There's a lot of mullets in that, yeah. Malai. Malai is actually the plural. <laughs> What's Welsh? What's Welsh for mullet, Jenny? Mushlet. <laughs> Oh, it would be, wouldn't it? It's double L. Oh, because nice it's double nice L. Work. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, I love Wales. You're missing all this, Simon. This is good stuff, this. No, no, I've is been recording it? the whole what? time. Yeah. Okay, I was going to oh, say. Right. Did you record the bit where I said about banana loaf? I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all gold, all comedy gold. <laughs> I've made two banana loaves. The food, not shits. Um, right. They were actually both delicious, so... How many bananas did you use? Four. Well, three and a half. Wow. Four. Have you been stockpiling bananas? Yeah. It's a, 
There's a big shortage of fives in Wales. How do you, how do you, what's Welsh for fives? Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a question for you all, right, while you're all here. Yeah. Do you get shopping delivered? And if you do, or no, actually, it doesn't matter whether you're getting delivered or not, but if you, when you get your shopping, are you, are you washing your shopping afterwards? Yeah. 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 No. What, wiping it. Really? Wiping it with a moist... Uh, soapy oh, moist no. cloth yeah yeah right do you not put it in the oh, bath with like mental. bubble bath That's and everything <laughs> look here, here okay let's hear from i am delighted to go around licking lampposts and bus shelters and everything else <laughs> because i would back my own um, immune system to, to to cope with the whole thing and and Whoa. i just this afternoon i saw mrs mental from around the corner with a full-on face mask and clearly the whole paranoia is preying upon the predictably mentally deficient amongst us. Are you a virus today, Raj? People who wipe their shopping. I mean, that's just crazy. Crazy. You know, it's not crazy. It can say, coronavirus can live on plastic for up to three days, 72 yes, hours. Yes, you're yeah. absolutely right, apparently. Yes, that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so yeah, maybe, maybe Mrs. Mental's right. If it was an option, I would genuinely, happily undertake to become infected backing myself to survive it without complication and then potentially reap the benefit and of of, 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 of you know passported travel thereafter and some sort of period i presume we should all presume of of immunity there there isn't there's no guarantee yeah, there's, there's no, no guarantee, guarantee that if you get it, that you can't get yeah. it twice or three times. There's no, guarantee. there's no guarantee, but nonetheless, the out there are a few outliers who have had it twice or have tested positive twice. But the indications are that just like all other coronaviruses, you do generally gain an immunity thereafter. I can imagine them using this video after you've had corona <laughs> and expired, and they'll just be yeah, showing not, this video being like, oh, I back myself, I back my immunity. So, I think you should directly contact Trump because he'd like to hear from you. That's the I, kind of I, attitude I'm, to I'm, I'm very much in, in tune with him and the yeah, Swedes as well. <laughs> yeah, I think, oh, I, think we should have, I think we should have pursued the herd immunity thing. Oh, I really? We should have yeah, locked yeah. up our favourite old people for safekeeping. Yeah. And we yeah. should have kept the schools and pubs open. It would have made yeah, a long yeah. sense to me. So, yeah. well, Dr. Rogers' eugenics <laughs> society. I've been using my time very profitably to get angry at things and, and, and buy into conspiracy theory. It's true. We all have, haven't we? We all have. I think it's really interesting that Sweden has been demonised for, for what, what's clearly... I mean, it's, it, it, it could well come back to Horton and they might well have got it hideously wrong and they might pay an enormous price. But it's interesting that they're being demonised almost as if it's immoral to, 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 to try what they're doing when really no one knows what they're doing and they're acting according to, to, to advice. Yeah, but they've got a tiny, tiny population compared to the size of the country, haven't they? Yeah, it's, but it's not doesn't apply to us at all. By not shutting down. They're still taking the risk. They're, they're still going down an alternative route, which is yeah. it's, it's all speculation. I mean, I, you know, they, they, they might... Our biggest hope, isn't it, is, is that Sweden, against all predictions, have actually got it right. Because if they have, then we can all come out of lockdown and we'll all live happily ever after. But In Sweden? It would yeah. have, everywhere. <laughs> just, just so you won't be able to fly there. <laughs> well, Our biggest hope is just turning the 5G off and just seeing... <laughs> What happened? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because they're in your mind, aren't they? The Chinese are inside your brain. Are so you in North stuff. Wales, though, Jenny? Uh huh. Have you got one G there yet? Uh, for the um, tape, Jenny has raised her middle finger. <laughs> Apparently, there's a massive spike in non-COVID nineteen um, deaths. 
based upon yes. the fact that people aren't going to hospital uh, because of the fear of, of obviously uh, exposing themselves to, to, to COVID-19. Um, and part of this massive increase in death, the spike in death rates and fatalities, is to do with the fact it's, it's not actually necessarily directly COVID-19 related. But they knew that this would happen, didn't they? Because people can't get to see their GPs anyway. Yeah, this was one of the knock-on effects of any sort of pandemic, that there are going to be people with related uh, ailments, etc. who aren't going to get any treatment for it, are they? Of, of course, so, of course. Secondary tertiary cancers, yeah, all that sort yeah, of thing, yeah. are being turned away. Yeah, yeah. But, but also, it's, it's, it's a time bomb in terms of mental health, isn't it? And all sorts of things like that. I mean, I'm, and bit businesses as well. Because we all know that massive recessions create a massive spike in... Um, suicides and what, what have you you know it's, it's, it's a real real it's not just economics there's a real social cost to 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 a, to a depression or a recession are you all yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> and of course there's the disruption of education as well for every business that fails it's a life ruined for every school that's shut that then then you know a child's life is diminished in the short term but also uh, in the long term incrementally their their life chances their life choices uh, their outcomes are, are are reduced, and of course, every civil liberty that's casually renounced won't necessarily be returned. It's an enormous price. Keep it light, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you surpassed my expectations, Roger. I thought you might be slightly on this track, not the whole fucking hog. No. <laughs> I mean, if you believe it's if you believe it's a load of bollocks, then why don't you just go for a wander around and go up to people and hug them and all the rest of it? Well, broadly speaking, no. Um, I, I, you know, so the weird thing is, when you go out, it's so quiet. Well, where where I live, I mean, it, it's different, yeah. isn't it? Because I live in a very rural or semi-rural place. I'm sure it's different if you're living in a block of flats in Hackney. Um, but 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 where 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 I live, it's shockingly, brilliantly, beautifully quiet. You can go for a lovely walk and a bike ride and and see not a soul. It's rather wonderful. You're a classic social distancer, anyway, though, aren't you, Rog? I do, I do tend to keep my distance. That's right. I haven't really socially. Yeah. One of the last, um, one of the last gigs I did was in Brighton with you, Roger. Yes. And do you remember we got introduced to somebody, um, one of the other act's friends, and he shook our hands, and he'd just been to the bog, and he had the warmest, wettest hand oh I've ever God. shaken. And it was no, like I just at the beginning that. of Corona, and I was Shit. like, "Why is this happening?" And we so, um, but we we got through it. We're still alive, so I can't yeah, understand yeah, if it yeah. ever wins. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you built up herd immunity. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually turd immunity. <laughs> Banana loaf. Yeah. <laughs> Banana loaf. <laughs> what, what we do in our house, by the way, is we put lemon drizzle on the top of banana loaves and you get this lovely sort of banana loaf lemon drizzle hybrid. That's worth trying. We did that last night. Worked a treat. Is there a shortage of lemon drizzle in the bath area, though? <laughs> Clearly not. No. It's not a shortage of anything anymore, is there? I, I, uh, I there is, yeah. Um, you can't get any hand sanitizer or any stuff like that. Or soap. Oh, There's a shortage oh. of lots of soap. There is not. Yeah, there is. There is. Go to Poundland. Crying out loud. <laughs> peanut butter. Yeah, you can't get that. No, no like peanut butter's peanut butter's nice on banana loaf. Oh right. I'll oh. <laughs> try that. Is it? What about, what about Pinot Grigio? Pinot Grigio, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna ask Roger actually, um that wall behind you, did you spill red wine on it and then think, oh, sorry, I might as well paint the whole wall that colour? I chose that colour. My, my, my house is very brightly decorated. It's, 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 it's quite a work. It's quite a work. <laughs> it looks kind of, um, kind of light, like a 
like a, a Bardolino, maybe, you know, kind of very light red. Mm. Uh, I, I'm not sure what it was called, to, to be honest with you, but I think it's, it's a sort of plum, isn't it? I don't know how it's coming across mm. on the... Burgundy. It's kind of the colour of the coronavirus, though, isn't it, as well? <laughs> kind of the same shade. I think it's called Conspiracy Theory Purple. <laughs> um, and that's the podcast name. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Incidentally, by the way, one of the uh, knock-on uh, side effects of the same is that all dentists are closed, aren't they? And then people have been, uh, I saw a terrible picture on the internet today, someone had pulled their own tooth out because uh, people oh. cannot get to see, no, they can't, all dentists mm. are closed. Uh, and they've opened these A&E places, dental A&E places. But yes, again, as Roger was quite rightly saying, no one's going to them. They don't want to go to the dentist. So you know, you, people have been taking the matter into their own hands and pulling their teeth out. So uh, no one's going to A&E? No, no, that's funny, isn't I, it? That A&E's dropped by 70%. Yeah, massively over the whole country. And apparently yeah. a lot of non-COVID-related wards, you've got professional staff, doctors and nurses, literally sat there twiddling their thumbs because they're not doing the basic stuff that the, that the NHS does. Yeah. <laughs> and also, of course, this is another knock-on effect, is that people are just living incredibly sedentary lives, aren't they? Sat in front of their box sets. It's, 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 it's a shocking time bomb. Do you know... Yeah. 72%, this is until April the 13th, 72% of ICU admissions uh, were um, uh, overweight or obese, according to their BMI. So that's a, it's a shockingly high disproportion of, of, you know, obesity is clearly a risk factor, among others. And the BMI, yes. the BAME thing is interesting as well. Um, but that's, that's very hard to understand or, or, or get a handle on. I've not heard an explanation of that. Just a, it's just a racist virus. I don't know. Well, I, I, you know, I, I genuinely beg all manner of questions, doesn't it? I don't, I don't, I can't imagine an explanation for that. I think in America, they, they are at the front line. That's that's the key, isn't it? The, yes. the middle classes are have social distanced jobs. The white middle classes have socially distanced jobs, yeah. so, so they're not cleaning up the shit in Weatherspoons or whatever. I suppose that's the point. Where you live and how you live has informed your approach to the whole thing, doesn't it? Because lockdown is a lot more tolerable when you live in a nice house with a nice garden than it would be if you've got four kids in a council flat in Hackney. I mean, imagine what it's like being locked. I mean, I, 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 I as I say. I live in a semi-rural suburban place where, where I can go on a bike ride and not see a soul. And, and that's wonderful because, frankly, I'm enjoying this far more than I should be. Uh, it's been <laughs> fucking wonderful. I've been cooking and gardening and having a ball until the money runs out. Okay, it's just a holiday. But if I was living in more um, 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 inhibited circumstances, then clearly it would be a far less pleasurable experience. Just out of interest, Rog, how long till the money does run out? Is it? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I've taken mortgage holiday like everyone else, but uh, you know, you have to think of options, don't you? My not... landlord is pretending that they haven't heard about the pandemic, and so no. I, yeah, so I've been like, um, I've lost all my income for the next few months, foreseeable, and they're just like, well, can you just pay us the rent anyway? And I'm having mm. this like huge dialogue with them really? for ages, and they're just wow. like, mm, not really seeing it. But that's not in their interest either, because they can't evict people, can they? And if they do, they're, they're, then they're going to have no source of rent, because 
You yeah. know, who's going to take it over? Who's going to go and start looking around at flats now? You know, mm. getting yeah, yeah. a rent holiday essentially because, of course, anyone with a mortgage gets a mortgage holiday automatically, but you're not getting a rent holiday. Yeah, and so I said, "Please, can I have a rent holiday?" And the landlord said, "I'm sorry, I don't know what you mean by a rent holiday. Can you explain exactly what you mean by that?" So I was like, "For me to not pay rent," and he was like, "Well, actually, just you're going to have to pay it." And then, wow. and he also said, he also said to me, "We'd also like to remind you." Um, that it's not a good idea to get into debt. Thanks for no. that piece of advice. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I've just lost £10,000. <laughs> so I don't know how I'm really supposed to deal with that, but it's a bit fun, isn't it? I mean, we have a little uh, banner going along the bottom going, please donate to Jenny's <laughs> PayPal. Pay what you, pay what you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pay in accordance with how sorry for this girl you feel. <laughs> Is um, anyone doing any alternative uh, outside of comedy? Anyone trying anything else to make money? I, I, I turned down a job from Tesco today, actually. So I'm Did not, you? Was uh, it was it licking people shopping? Copper licker, big super spreader of the Trowbridge area. <laughs> in in order for you to be turned down for the job, that sounds like you applied for it, and then they were like, "Here is the job," and you went, "Actually, don't want it." Like, oh. how did that work? It was, it was all about the hours. I, I, I didn't want to do the hours they, they offered me. But I tell you what, though, I got to drive a Tesco delivery van, which was fucking brilliant. It was a wonderful day out. I got to drive to Shepton Mallet, having not been out for a whole month. So that was lovely in itself. And then I got in a big automatic Mercedes-Benz, bigger than anything I've ever driven before, and drove around, uh, drove around Shepton Mallet. It was fucking brilliant. I haven't had a day out in a month. <laughs> Thank you, coronavirus. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you, you'd be turning up on people's doorsteps deliberately pe telling people not to wash their shopping. <laughs> Don't wash it. Hello, folks. I, I just... You see, this is an interesting thing as well, isn't it? Is that the uh, single-use plastics are suddenly back in fashion, aren't they? Because before this all started, uh, one of the worst things in the world was single-use plastics, and suddenly uh, the, the, the use of these things, every, everything's wrapped again, and, of course, PPE's all single-use plastic as well, isn't it? But if... If I were ever to drive a delivery van for Tesco, I'd simply lick a few vegetables in each. Uh, in each. I think I'm legally obliged <laughs> to send this film to Tesco. Tesco's left on quite bad terms anyway, actually, but I won't go into the detail. I think you now have to go into the details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It really wasn't very exciting. It was, it was just a lack of communication. But anyway, I've, 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 I was I was interested in the offer the job, which I considered, but turned a lack of communication. What you didn't hear the bloke saying, "Sir, will you put your cock away?" <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Roger Monkhouse, the natural diplomat. For the avoidance of doubt, Roger's strongly held views are his own and not the views of this podcast. This podcast does not endorse the flouting of social distancing restrictions. And in case you're wondering if Roger is as eloquently right-wing on stage as he is off, here's a snippet of a show from over a year ago which should answer your question. Roger and Paul are joined on stage by Fumbi Omatayo and the section is hosted by Ian Stone. You will also need to know that Roger often wears shorts on stage and that badges had been a running theme for the entire show so far. Enjoy. Next section of the game is run by someone you've loved already. Will you please welcome Mr. Ian Stone. Thank you. Thanks. So, as, as I think somebody mentioned at the start of the show, a North Korea has they fired another missile into the sea. He fucking hates fish, doesn't he, that fucker? <laughs> and, uh, 
What happened to him as a child? Did some fish fucking hurt him or something? Where did the fish touch you? Didn't get him a l- <laughs> I, I always think, when, when North Korea tests a missile, I always think, oh, that's all right now, because the, that's their missile gone. <laughs> You haven't quite got the idea of... We've got to wait now. We've got to wait now till they build another one. That's about right. That's about right. uh, You see, North Korea... Now, Korea uh, is is essentially... It's it's, it's a control. It's an experiment, isn't it? I mean, it couldn't be a more perfect anthropological experiment. You see, generations go uh, at the end of the Korean War, as I'm sure you'll all be aware. Um, Shall we go and have a cup of tea at this point? Roger's doing his TED talk. Essentially... Essentially what happened was that the same cultural, ethnic uh, country was divided and one embraced state socialism and has become just an abstracted, bizarre 1950s realm and the other one embraced capitalism and become South Korea. Which who didn't sport. know this? Well, uh, is there anyone who didn't anyone like, know this? Anyone taking so notes? Who? <laughs> so it's an intriguing world situation, that's all I'm saying. Okay, I, I, to I, cut I, a long story I, short, they've got a north-south divide yeah, like us, In fairness, they put our north-south divide in some sort of perspective. I can't imagine a world in which the north of England had access to a fucking bomb and, and I think we shouldn't be deluded. They'd probably use it, wouldn't they? You know, even if it was only when you were pissed one night by accident, you'd take out Guildford just for shits and giggles. And then we'd probably all point. be okay with that. Um, yeah. For me, you got any thoughts on North Korea? Do you really give a fuck? I mean, yeah. I just I think it's such a great place, man. I really hope. <laughs> I get to visit someday, you know? Yeah, I think we all feel that way. Uh, can we have a question from the audience? Is anyone in the audience who's got anything they'd like to talk about? Some of the burning issues? Public sector. The, well, hang on, no, no, hang on a minute. What was that one? Public sector. Public sector. Do you work in the public sector, sir? I might do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... I'm Signing not. on as well, eh? <laughs> you might do, okay. <laughs> so you haven't had a pay rise for, what, eight years now? And welcome to our world, by the way. <laughs> and we're still getting the same pay we got in 1998, but fuck it. Let's not think fact. Fuck off, we're suffering more than you. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable, they're getting a percent a year. They fucking that should be at me. Oh, I got really upset. And it public sector pay, yeah. It's a, it's a hot topic at the moment, isn't it? Roger, I'm sure you've got a lecture on this. <laughs> Tell us how no, the public just sector it's how suddenly the market Tell us what slipped. the difference is between the public and private sector. <laughs> I have little understanding of that. Uh, but, uh, but, but currently, interestingly, I think I'm right in saying the private sector uh, are paid less on average uh, than the public sector. Uh, but the gap is narrowing uh, because the economy is arguably speeding up. This is as boring to me as it is to you. I don't know why you're fucking staring at me. It's still like way that. more interesting than career shit. Basically, as Ian has already pointed out, it's very, very hard to be sympathetic to the public sector getting 1% when actually many people's wages have never mind real terms fucking dropped genuinely uh, and, and you've got fucking you know nice I know but hang on, hang on hang on a minute there is the whole thing we've all watched that Grenfell Tower thing and the nurses and the firefighters and the NHS and they did a fucking great job mm-hmm. and don't we all think they deserve more money yeah, but how much more? Like, do you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not from the government. I won't right? be on, I'll be honest. If I was like in the public sector and I was getting like paid, I think that would change my attitude to the public. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a fair point, really. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, come on, serious. We got any other subject? Any uh, anybody else want to chip in? Man spreading. What? What? Man spreading. Man spreading. I think we're all doing it pretty well here, mate. Yeah. I think. <laughs> well, I've got to be honest here. Fumbi, Fumbi was set. Fumbi was sat next to me over here and I was fucking squashed quite a long way to the right. Yeah, it's a lot of room in these jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, 
I noticed that, I noticed that you've noticed that we're manspreading and you've now covered your crotch area. I don't... <laughs> it does go on. Suddenly Mike's going to have a new office nickname. What's that? <laughs> uh, I was thinking it Mike was more the man that, spread know. watcher. <laughs> is man oh, yeah, that. Mike Wait, the man spread watcher. Yeah, yeah. Is man spreading literally just like man spreading their legs? It's when you sit on the tube and it's like you have little regard for the people next to you. Right. Yeah. And you right. just you just finger them. Right. You know. Yeah, that's that what it? that is. Yeah, yeah. man spreading. No, we're not going to getting stared at. Yeah. I don't have a problem with uh, man spreading. Can I just say, by the way, she's going to go back to Azerbaijan and tell people that people finger each other <laughs> on the tube. I can't believe it. I don't, I don't have a problem with man spreading, but I do have a problem with people who don't let you off the train before they get on. Like, I hate those people. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just manners. I think it? that should be like, 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 a, like, you know, like you should be hung for that or something like that. You know what I mean? That's man like, blocking, isn't it? That's man blocking. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, man yeah. blocking. Yeah. We don't do man blocking. Well, yeah, I'm liking the question like we get from the audience. You got anything from over here? Anybody? Anybody got any? Uh, no? Uh, you what? Climate change. Climate change. Climate change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, presumably, judging by your accent, yeah. you're in favour of that, sir. I would rather imagine. Why'd you say Fucking that? Fucking cold where you come from, isn't it? Wow, you must be looking forward to the next few decades, mustn't you? <laughs> you've been you've been dressed for climate change for quite a few years. Oh, man, yes, you? absolutely. Well, it goes back to the man spreading. One of you lucky ladies might get a glimpse of older man's testicle uh, at the bastard. Well, I apologise if that does happen. Oh um, God, yeah. Well, climate change is is uh, happening, except in Donald Trump's world. Let's be fair. Unarguably, it is happening. The, the young tend to obsess about this. It seems to me. The I, young. Well, the young because. Well, because the it will impact upon their generation. That's why, transparently, that's the case. Whereas, I'll be honest with you, I'm 50. I don't give a fuck. Because uh, by the time the shit really hits the fan, I'll be dead. Uh, consequently, I don't think it's unreasonable of me to look forward to a bit of nice weather before I shuffle <laughs> off this mortal coil. And if I've oversimplified the issue, I apologise. It's not like you to oversimplify anything, <laughs> if I'm honest, mate. Yeah. There's a lot of our species are threatened by it, though, aren't they? In, in the near future, I mean... You know, badgers. Let's fucking badgers. hope so. <laughs> it's a lot warmer underground, isn't it? Yeah. It's a lot warmer. They haven't them. got the benefit of shorts and a t-shirt, have they? Them. They'll they'll be regretting their fur coats, then cunts. I would hope so. How many times have you called? You'll be called badgers, cunts. <laughs> Jeez, our badgers have never got such shit at a gig. Ever. That's why he got kicked out of the Rambler's Society. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that cunt! Go on, you. Take a walk. Um, all right, and, uh, and uh, okay, let's have one more question. Let's, uh, let's have one more question. What? He's got one on now. Fuck? He's got the helmet on now. Isn't <laughs> what about it, mate? Do it. <laughs> Do it. Well, Do it. Okay, Do it. Very then. insightful, sir. Thank you. That's less of a question, more of a statement. Yeah. But uh, we're, we're happy in the real world, sir. Uh, <laughs> any other questions, which actually are questions as opposed to just an order? Fuck's <laughs> 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 sake. I think you've got a whole idea of questions in a bit of a weird way. Anyone? Uh, anyone Brexit. got? What's that? Brexit. It's not honestly a young audience, is it? I don't know. How, how, how many under 25s in the room? Woo! They just got back from Glasgow. Well, well done for voting. I, I should say, fucking no one expected that, did they? Hey, you changed the world by turning up and voting. Uh, was Spotify down that day? Was it? Was had the Russians hacked Instagram? Well, well done, kid. <laughs> Fucking pious, self-righteous pricks. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Like I despise badges. your generation, I wouldn't lie. Ooh, I'm being bullied in cyberspace. Doesn't exist for fuck's sake. Man up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
let's hear it for the panel, ladies and gentlemen. Nice work. So that's it for episode 12 of The Edge Backstage Pass. If you're enjoying our podcast, please share with your friends and family. Remember to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts. You have been listening to Paul Thorne, Jenny Collier, Steve Gribbin and the unquenchable Roger Monkhouse. And in the live section, we were joined by Fumbi Omateo and Ian Stone. This podcast is recorded, edited and produced by me, Simon Mason. And special thanks as always to the producer of The Edge Show itself, Mr. John Connor. We'll see you next time.